Hello and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. I'm Lewis Tomlinson, with me as always is Jim Watson. Hello. Hello. And this week we'll be looking back at the action from Haydock and Ascot over the weekend and also looking forward to one of my favourite races of the year, the Ladbrokes Trophy. Ladbrokes. The Ladbrokes Trophy, not the H word. We've also got the discussion about the fighting fifth, Sam Crow versus Bouverdere. We're not going to have to wait until Cheltenham. That's going up this weekend. And we'll have our eye catcher of the week. Flanders Omo and Thistlecrack and Bristol de May is galloping on remorselessly. Native River is three lengths away, might fight his well-held Bristol de May. Safely over the last with a four to five length advantage from Native River and Thistlecrack. There are doubts about him on the ground. We have our answer now as the Merseyside marvel Bristol de May remains unbeaten at Haydock and it's back-to-back wins in the Betfair chase as Jacob punches the air. First of all, it's got we've got to start with the first domestic grade one of the season and it almost looked like a mini gold cup with the lineup. Bristol de May repeated his heroics from last season in winning the Betfair. I've got no idea what I make of it. What do you, James? I stood there for five minutes looking over the plains of Haydock thinking, what what is going on? Is, this was not what I intended when I went to sleep on Friday night. Uh, he's done it emphatically, hasn't he? Four lengths, he's bit... I, I think he's run an absolute cracker to say the ground was classed as good. Uh, I thought the ground had gone against him, but obviously he's not, and he's just a Haydock specialist, isn't he? <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think about. It might bite folded so tamely, and that was too bad to be true. It's like you just look. This race is never going to suit Native River. No, because it's flat, uh, good ground, good ground, and he's a Welsh national winner, and he's been done by a quicker horse. Yeah, but in Bristol, am I? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it in terms of now and going forward. <laughs> what we really wanted from Saturday was al- al- almost might bite final furlong jump the last and might bite just beats him. Was all, not, what it almost be would to clear the picture a little bit of the three mile chases and what all this has done is just confused it's just me even more. It a bit, it? Yeah, because Bristol to might all right, he, you know he won this race last year and he was a good second to might bite at, Hado- at Aintree, sorry, and but that was a sound beating he received from mm-hmm. might bite seven lengths I think. Yeah, he's come back. In what is admittedly stomping ground, and done them all on merit, it looked like this time. Yeah. Done them all on merit. Thistle crack has been a cracker, right? Brilliant. Think. Absolutely it's brilliant. It's so good to see the old boy back. Um, he, he, he didn't jump very just, well. Yeah, a bit stiff over his fences, isn't it? I think he could have just needed this run, and it's probably worth one more time over fences and see if he can get his crown back in the yeah. King George at Christmas. He travelled like the winner. He did. Uh, he was a bit outpaced on coming round the final bend, but came back on the bridle and ran a cracker. I mean, look, Native River's favourite for the Gold Cup now. After that, Mike bites out to eight to one on probably account of him maybe not staying. The the only thing that this cleared up is that presenting Percy could be some force, couldn't he? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, if 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 I were to be most interested in one horse because of that race it'd be presenting Percy I, I'm the same and I, I wasn't in the presenting Percy camp at the start of the season but having watched that it it's still wide open and it he could have that extra little bit more class are we being a little bit harsh on Bristol Demire are we not giving him the credit he deserves I, I think we are but he's sort of become that horse as if 
he'll win this race, but then it doesn't matter what else he'll do, or it doesn't matter if he'll win this race three years in a row, we'll still think, oh, Native River should have won, or Mike Bite should have won. I feel a bit sorry for him, but it, maybe you've just got to catch him fresh. Could be, could be, that could could be a shot because he didn't, he didn't run in the Gold Cup last season, did he? Mm. He, he went straight to Aintree. Mm. He he made a bit of an error first round, first time round. He he stomped his way through one, and that was the big talking point of the weekend, wasn't it? Here, Doc, at the size of the fences, there was seven fallers, I think, over the day over the fences, and they were saying if you watch Nicky Henderson in the before the Betfair chase that. He was measuring up the fences and seeing how hard they were, and they looked big for Haydock. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be that big, but what do you say? Uh, so I, I, I entirely trust the clerks of the course and the ground staff to have it. They they know the courses better. They know what to do. I, I say I've I've never ridden over a, a chase fence, so well, I'm I, I can't say I can't really say where the where. Which courses have the easy ones? Which courses have the harder ones? Apart from what it looks like, mm. you know, as a viewer, uh, I don't have a strong opinion really. I, I, I guess there are some courses you that have. Well, if you look at you, you very rarely see a Cheltenham novice chase first time out come and win. Don't yeah, you? exactly. They normally go for a school round Sandown or Newbury somewhere that's so, a little bit more simple. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, what what do you make of Native River's performance in this? I thought that was a perfectly acceptable run. Satisfactory? I thought he did exactly what the doctor ordered. He he plodded on, jumped well, and just did what Native River does and just plods. Uh, he should be favourite for the Gold Cup after this performance for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Very, very nice performance from him. Staying at Haydock, two handicap winners both looked quite good. Black Mist Chief and Paisley Park. Paisley Park tipped up last week well, with Chef Dizobo, but that doesn't matter because he didn't run. But Paisley Park is one hell of a horse, I think, and has to be looking for bigger assignments now. Well, that, pardon the pun, first assignment. Well, that has to be really. He, he won that off a mark of uh, 147. He'll be on the fringes of graded company now. He, he, he must be up into the 150s after that. Is, is he worth it? A shout at the uh, stays hurdle? Not quite yet. Not quite. Not yet. quite yet. But he's certainly uh, is. He'll avert his place in the lineup for something like the long walk. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, certainly. And well, yeah, a good performance from Percy Park at the weekend. Black Mischief. I mean, he travelled like the best horse in the race. He's beat Mister Antolini by three quarters, but that was a it funny was more um, emphatic. Yeah, it was than a the funny sort of race. Yet. I thought like. Nothing from behind really came into the race, and Cyrus Darius travelled like a dream throughout the race. I thought he was travelling the best, and then two out, he made a bit of a hash of the second last, and then he just didn't quite stay on. So I, I don't really have a strong opinion about this race. Well, I just think Black Mischief stayed better than his rivals. Yeah, but nice horse, nice horse or Black Mischief, I mm -hmm. think, to go forward with. Could be some nice say, handicaps to pick yeah, up. That, that that was off one three six. He'll go up a fair bit, a fair bit for that. But I was I was impressed. Over at Ascot, we'll just talk about the two graded races. If the cap fits, won the Coral Hurdle. Strange race. It is. I, Raven Black went off fast, didn't he? And this just gives me another reason to think 
he is a very slow horse if the cap fits. And does he want three miles? Yeah, that's what I made of it as well. And he's 20 to 1 now for this day's hurdle. He, he, he looked like a three miler. That's a that's good value, I think, 20s for his day's hurdle. Do you think? Because although he mentioned something to do, uh, Harry Fry mentioned something to do with Rock on Ruby in the week oh. and saying how Rock on Ruby stayed very well but also had the speed to win over two miles. But I can't see if the cap fits beating Bouvardere or Sam Crow and the no, rest. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. We have a dream. Probably not. Uh, just not quite good enough at this he's level. He's not now. as good as what we were expecting him to be. Yeah, it's 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 the old you know juvenile. The, the troubles the juveniles are having coming out into the into the open company, and we have a dream. He's finding it hard. They're just too high so far this season. Just too high rated, aren't they? I think. We have a dream there, he's run off 156. Uh, yeah, he's run off 156. That's a very high mark. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's, yeah, probably back into handicap company looks more realistic, something like the Betfair hurdle. We'll have to wait next year. <laughs> yeah. And the 1965 chase, I mean, politologue, how on earth did he go on off odds against? I've got no idea. It was an absolute steal at 5-4, to four, wasn't oh, it? Oh, he was. I backed him at 11-8. to eight. Absolutely, I couldn't believe what I was seeing at that price. The race had cut up seriously, hadn't it, since Min and uh, Bells Hill went in the race. So it was basically his race to lose. And there's not many races that the politologue's in. And it's sort of, if if he loses, that like that's it. He's completely gone out of the Gold Cup King George picture. Isn't he? Yeah, but I say this this is his almost his level two five, a grade two. There are no like I said last week, there are no there are no Altiors in this. No. There weren't any absolute might bites, any bone you know Politilog is a bona fide grade one chaser now. Mm-hmm. But he's not one of the exceptional superstars. Yeah. When there's a race that doesn't have an exceptional superstar like Altior or Mike Bike, Politolog is very, very, very well capable of winning a, a grade one. What it's, do you think of his chances in the King George? Because that is the plan now. I know. Look, his shapes like he might get three miles. You just won't want to be in the front too soon with him at all, would you? Do you think... Would you ever have thought that you'd see a Tingle Creek winner going on to, for the King George in Gold Cup? Got star. Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> move on, move on. Move on. Uh, Charbel second. He's. I, I really liked Charbel last season and he had a bit of a poor poor campaign, but proper, back at it this year. Proper gives a boost to Baron Elko, didn't he, as well? Uh, only finished half a length behind Politolog, but the Politolog always had it in hand, didn't he, so... Charbel run another good race and he's always just been that nearly horse, hasn't he? And Gary Moore, if you're listening, step Benatar down in trip, please. Yeah, he just didn't look like he stayed, did he? No. Right, we'll move on to this weekend's racing action. Swim in second place. Regal Encore and Brackle door behind those. But as they approach the winning post, Whisper in front, but Total Recall is still coming at him now. The pair almost stride for stride as they race to the line. Whisper and Total Recall. Total Recall led late to win to Whisper. Right, we'll start with the Friday. Two grade twos on the Friday. The first is the race that's registered as the Berkshire Novice Chase. So it's a really 
interesting lineup this if they're all there. I'll read out the runners who are entered at this time. Bags Groove, Spirit of the Games, LeBroy, Lost in Translation, Mr. Big Shot, Santini, Secret Investor, Talkie's Cheek, Top of the Game, Labagara's in there as well. And there's an outsider from Charlie Longsden's yard. But <laughs> there's a lot of really interesting novice chasers I, going I could forward. Probably in this. make a case for about five in this race for me. Uh Bags Groove we should start with. Uh was very, very impressive at Wing Canton, being secret investor. Uh he'd probably have a penalty for this, but I think maybe he, he could jump nicely. Yeah, I look I like I like Bags Groove. He's he's very solid. The only thing I would say is he wasn't a horse anywhere near the class of Santini. I agree. In that race at Wincanton. And if you were to look at all the novice hurdlers from last season and think which one which one looks most like they're going to make an absolute star chaser, I'd have said Santina. I agree. He's a winning pointer, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And I just think, oh, look, he's 2-1 to one favourite to win this on his chase debut against what is a good field, but future Gold Cup horse, I think he looks He's like. got it written all over it. As soon as he won on debut at Newbury, I remember turning to my granddad and going, he's one for the future. He's he's an absolute giant, isn't he? Uh, a horse that I love is lost in translation, who was just outstayed by Le Bagawa last time. Uh, and I, I think the world of him last season he, he ran perfectly acceptable in every race entry he was second behind black op uh and then he first caught my eye when he won at newbury in that novice hurdle beating admiral baratry but the form of that the second and third and then black op was fourth uh i th- i think he's a lovely horse and maybe santini might need this first run first time out so I think I'd side with Lost in Translation. Do you not give any chance in Tullabagara? I do, but I'm not sure two mile three with him. I think it's a bit sharp. She needs further? Yeah, I think she needs three miles. She needs three miles, according to Jane Pilson. I can I couldn't understand where you're coming from from there. I can understand that. Spirit of the Games was had a really good campaign last season, you know, consistent in a lot of the good handicap hurdles. And he won on Chase debut at Chepstow in in a listed contest. There's been money for him. He's been back from 12s into 7s. Now, would he have won if Master Tommy Tucker hadn't have fallen? I don't know. I don't know. I think Master Tommy Tucker just had the better of him that day. It was impressive. Um, For me, he doesn't... Maybe because he's finished third in handicaps, this is a bit of a step up into a grade two and doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, I I, I can I can understand where you're coming from. He's he's a nice horse. Spirit of the games probably needs more compared to some of these. Another one who looks like he's absolutely made for chasing. He's top of the game. He's in everyone's novice chases to follow this season, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. Beating a neck in the Coral Cup last year, but he's an absolute giant of an animal. Looks looks like he'll improve for what he's done over hurdles for the step-up-in fences, and he's rated 145 over hurdles. I mean, he's, he has already had one go. Over Chase. At chasing, and, and yeah, he when fell. he fell at, yeah, last season at Newbury, having another go this season. He was travelling beautifully when he when he fell that day, and the, I'm not sure. I'd rather just watch him first. He is a decent price at 7-1, to one, so it could be the each-way value, but... I think 
it's all about lost in translation for me. Really? Yeah. I'm a I'm, massive fan of this horse. I'm 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 going Santini, but even then, I'd be more keen on lost in uh, in on top, top of, of the game, yeah. La Bagara. <laughs> lost in translation would probably be about fourth or fifth on my list, rather than first. That one hurt. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Well, speaking of the stayers hurdle, we've got a race that hopefully should help us rank. Some of the ones towards the top of the betting in that a little bit easier. The Ladbrokes long distance hurdle, another grade two. Sam Spinner and Holston head the market, as well as you know what I mean, Harry. James, what do you think about this race? Now, it's basically the repeat of the long distance hurdle with the three in here. Uh, Holston was impressive last time, beating Vision de Floor. And you know what I mean, Harry was in behind, but you know what I mean, Harry, just looked slow that day. And he didn't look like two mile forward was his Back thing. up to three. Back up to three, you know what I mean, Harry, could possibly be there. But a horse that has had a very, very, very light campaign, he's more mellow, and he keeps catching my eye wherever he runs. And he ran in the Mersey Novices hurdle at Aintree behind Black Op and Lost in Translation, who we've talked about already, and was third behind them. And I think that's really strong form. And then he won a nice handicap hurdle at Cheltenham. And I, he's been in my tracker for a while now. And he's, I don't know if there's been injury problems or anything like that. But I think he could be a nice horse in this. And he's a really big price at 8-1. to one, And I think that's decent each way, value. Surely needs improvement, though. He, he does in, need... Into, into Holstone, who is a very, very solid horse at this level... You know, Mormella, who finished fourth in that Mersey Novices hurdle, wasn't it? I I Charlie, wasn't it? Yeah. So you've got a horse who's beaten I I Charlie by a length, and you're reckoning it, it could be a match for Holstone. I know, but if you look who was behind that day as well, Western Rider on the blind side, they they could all come on for that run. Maybe that was just the end of the season too much for them all. I'm, I'm not keen on Mormella myself. Not not really. Interesting to see that now he's with Harry Fry rather than Dan Skelton as well. That's interesting because Dan Skelton normally brings horses on and not as much, so not as known as much as Harry Fry. So I think that's an interesting trainer change. So, what do you make of Sam Spinner this season? He could pick these races up easy and for fun. Yeah, I think I agree. He could have picked that race up at Weatherby over hurdles for fun. Just grade twos, grade threes could be his thing and. Maybe just not good enough for the big one in, at Cheltenham in March. It didn't. Ha- it, it was a strange race that. And it I, seemed I, to go too slow. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam Spinner ran better at Cheltenham this season. Yeah. In this, I'm not mega sure whether he'll beat Holstone. Fair dues. Yeah. But I think the winner will be one of them too. He does go well fresh. That is the thing. So maybe this race. Could tee up perfectly for him. Anything else at a bigger price? Klein? Ah, needs mud, doesn't he, Klein? I he think. does. He does now, he does. doesn't he? Very, very good horse at this level, but probably needs needs more, needs more rain. Uh, I'll probably go Sam Spinner, I think, just to beat Holstone for me. I think I'd agree with you, but I wouldn't rule it. I know I've made a case for more Mellor and I'm now backing out of it, but... Sam Spinner is the standard setter for me in this, and 
Mo Mella could run a very nice race. Just keep your eye on how he runs and then put him in the track. Yeah, yeah of course. Right, we'll go to Newbury then. Right, we'll start with the big race of the weekend, the Ladbrokes Trophy, and James Watson, there are 23 in it as of today, which is Tuesday we, we record this. Are we going to go horse by horse? Why not? Let's let's go horse by horse. Number one, Don Poli. Be great to see him back, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe this is a bit sharp for him. Uh, well, not sharp, but he may need this run. Uh, he's a cracking horse, and if he won it, I wouldn't really be bothered. He's very. I think he's twenty-five to one. I think he's overpriced. I don't think he should be twenty-five to one. No, I think he's capable of a big, of a weight carrying performance. Certainly, in this off top weight. Uh, look, he's had two years off, hasn't it? And I can I could probably see why people might find might think there's better handicapped horses in. Be this. interesting to see who gets jocked up on him. I think. Yeah, but I I think no I I, I could make a case for Don Pauly. I think. Yeah. I agree. Number two, Ken Boy. Been winning in Ireland very, very well. Won his past three starts. What did you make of him for Willie Mullins? He was impressive last time in the Clonmel Oil Chase Grade 2 at Clonmel, obviously. Uh, and he has been... He's not gone under the radar, but he sort of... I don't want to call him unexposed, but he's only a six-year-old, isn't he? He's had four cha- uh, seven chase starts and won four of them. Uh, I, I like him, but... The fact that he's thirteen to two joint favourite ish doesn't appeal to me in big handicaps like this. Yeah, fourth in the JLT last season, but I say since then he's won three in Ireland, including beating Alpha Deso Bo and Atwa Phil last time, who were both good solid yardsticks in Ireland. He's he's up to a fairly high mark though now and he's he is short in the betting, but he's very, very, very well well within Ken Boy's capabilities, I think. Yeah. Uh you know, he's won over three miles on heavy ground I before, think, so staying shouldn't be a problem. I think we could say that about most of these. I, I think they've. it's not often that you see a handicap where they've all got a chance. Yeah, that's that. That's why this is one of my favourite races of the year, because there's so many of them who look like they, they could have a chance coming into it. Number three is a horse we've talked about in terms of a Gold Cup prospect album photo I better get back in him now for the gold cup because that 33 to 1 will be nowhere when he goes and holds his up in this the horse that ran out well did it Paul Townsend helped him run out last season in that yeah. odd race at Punchestown uh, I think he, he could have the class to win this he just needs to brush up on his jumping a bit he's a bit in and out and of course he injured Ruby at the festival if he brushes up on his jumping from last season, he could have a major chance here. Yeah, I agree. I quite like Album Four. I, I, f- I think that the trip should play to his strengths. It is, like I say, a little bit of a worry about his jumping, which can be sketchy at times. But if 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 you fancy him as a each way shot for the Gold Cup, I'd back him now. You'd have to be thinking he's good enough to win this, to or win at least this. place. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Number four. Black Horton. He's just not going to be good enough for this for me. Uh, really? Yeah. 20, 20 to 1, off a mark of 157. I think he's very, very well in it, within his capabilities. It's his highest ever mark for me, and he's second uh, in the Charlie Hall behind Definitely Red. Was was strong form, but he's not the kind of horse I want to be winning the Hennessy. Uh, Labrooks Trophy, sorry. But the thing is, you, you go back to Ascot last season, the Reynolds Town. Black Horton's beat Miss Parfois by eight lengths 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. That, that wasn't Miss Path Island point. That was just Black Court and being a better horse than Miss Path Island. So you're saying uh, and, and it should be a short price. Treble, he's treble a price. Yeah. I can, uh, now, you've, now you've said that, yeah, I do agree. I know he's, he's, he's giving her £11 in this, but that shouldn't you know, be too much of an issue for him. I, look, I think this is, if Black Cotton's going to be winning races this year, this is the sort of one it's going to be. Yeah. And look, 20, 20 to 1, I think, is a very, very reasonable price. Generous price. Yeah. Generous, yeah. Very generous. Total recall number five last year's winner. Uh, just held on last year to whisper, didn't he? By a neck. Was disappointed in the Punchestown Gold Cup and ran a no sort of race in the national. He fell at Cheltenham. You, you don't know. He could, it's going to take some performance to repeat what he's done. If you're talking about but album photo not being able to jump. This horse is total recalls woeful, <laughs> absolutely woeful over his fences. He's nine pound higher than last year's win, so. Yeah, I mean, he came into that off the back of winning uh, one of the nationals in Ireland, wasn't it? Uh, the Munster National. Yeah. Uh, look, probably found out in Grade One Company, wasn't it? I, I, I could see why dropping back into a race like this, you could make a case for him saying, well, maybe he's not quite Grade One class, but you can still, you know, this still could be a workable mark yeah. of one five six. What you need, what he needs to do, is improve his jumping. Yeah. Because. In a race like this, there's nowhere jump, to hide. Yeah, just there's going to be pace at front, and you need to just jump and jump and jump. Jump, yeah, because it, he'll, he'll lose, he'll lose half a length at every at every fence if he keeps clouting him. Number six is a horse I'm really, really, really keen on. Elegant Escape. He was impressive beating Thomas Patrick uh, last time out in that listed race where Terrafor was backing forth. Uh, I'll let you talk about him more because I know how much you like him. Yeah, I, I just think solid and robust and consistent. I've, yeah, I've, 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 in the process of writing a Grand National Anti Post thing, and I've, I talked about him before, uh, before he won that race at Sandown. Look, I know Tizard doesn't tend to have too many runners in the Grand National, and Elegant Escape will only be seven come next year. But you look at him and you just think, just very, very solid, very tough. Like I said, robust. It he, he'll be able to cope with this sort of you know hurly burly, hustle and big bustle. field. Yeah, you know he'll, he'll be able to hold his own with it. Very solid. And look, he's he, I think he's the correct favourite for a race like this off a mark of one five six. I'm look, should be within his capabilities. I'm slightly you know if if I were Colin Tizard, would you go for a race like what he won at last time where he beat Thomas Patrick, knowing a good performance will end up getting his mark up for a more important race. Mm, I'm not sure. He's gone up four pound, Danny. Uh, again, favourites in handicaps for me just don't do it for me. So I can't. He's got a very good chance, but not for me. Number seven, American. Last year's big gamble and my big gamble. I lost money on him last year. Uh, he was. Ninth in last year's Cheltenham Gold Cup. Yeah, which is it's good. For, it's always good form, any form from the Gold Cup, isn't it? Uh, uh, he came into this race after a win at Utoxeter, 
That was easy. Rock the Casbah yeah. by eight. Now, if any rain, he is a mud lover. On he? the bridle, that was. All. I was. I mean, I backed American for the Gold Cup last year. Anti post at around forty to one after after seeing what he did to Rock the Casbah. Is <laughs> it was a little bit of a underwhelming campaign for him would you say last it, year it ended up being a bit flat didn't it yeah I know if he finished second in the uh, in the Cotswold chase behind definitely red but I'd have, I'd have probably have liked to have seen him win win one but a bit of rain he has been backed he was 33's anti-post months ago and now into yeah. 16's any rain that comes will be a positive but maybe the big field didn't suit him last year and maybe he just needs to dominate small fields so yeah but that's a very that's a possibility he's in this off three pounds less than he was last year i'd give him a chance so would i he's big price as well yeah number eight is a horse again another horse who i, who I quite like Raf Raf vinden last year's amateur riders novice chase winner national at hunt chase yeah beating miss parfois so the form links in again there he ran a very good race behind the storyteller but he probably wouldn't have been fourth in that race if album photo and Finian's Oscar didn't run out and everything's happened. But he is a likeable sort of horse and this could be a nice prep for a Grand National yeah. tilt. I I I bet I say he was in the national last season up until the very last week, wasn't yeah. he? And I, I backed him anti post as well. Uh just think he might need further. I agree. Might need further, but I could see a very acceptable start to Raffinden season. This could be a nice this. warm up yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Another horse I backed anti-post for a Grand National once. He's number nine, Otago Trail. Fire away. I mean, he's been off for a long time. He's, 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 he missed all of last season. And he was in the National two years ago. He was entered after he won at Sandown, which was on an absolute bog of a ground. We all but, know Venetia yeah. Williams form in the, in the mud and in the National with Mon Moan. Yeah, but he stayed on really, really well that day. He beat that was against loose chips. Second prior to that, behind Bristol Demise in the Peter in the Marsh. Peter Marsh. Uh, look, he might need this run. Yeah, he should do. And I know all his best form tends to be on bogs. But over the Just, case of the season, I could see him running a decent race. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd keep a Tego Trail in the back of my mind. I say I'd, I thought he were were a Grand National loss two years ago. A hundred percent. I thought he were a Grand National loss. Looks like he stays forever. Again, probably. Probably not as well handicapped as a lot of these. He's in this off one five two, not ran for eighteen months, well more than eighteen months. It'd take a big performance for him to win this I first agree. time. Invitation only. Needs to brush up a bit on his jumping. Do you think? Probably, probably. I'm, I'm, I'm not mega keen on him for this. Neither am I. There could be easier races for yeah. him to win. Third behind album photo in the. Grade one race at Fairy He's House. Got strong novice chase form in grade ones, grade twos, grade threes. I, I can't see him coming anywhere close in this. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm similar. I think this might be on the upper echelon of his trip. I agree. Three, two, uh, just a little bit in and out for me. Some, sometimes the novice chase form in Ireland doesn't always translate well mm -hmm. to British handicaps because smaller fields and if you know what I mean yeah. small fields a lot of them take each other on and beat each other invitation only does have you know he's been third in grade ones twice but I just don't don't think this race will suit him I agree I don't think this will suit him uh, number 10 is a horse 
I don't know why he's 40 to 1. He's Mum, a big price. Mumbeg Notorious. Stays all day, I think. Uh, was uh, one, uh, was eighth in the Irish Grand National last season and then followed up with a second behind the storyteller in the novice chase again in Ireland where Albion Photo had a meltdown. He, he's big price. He really shouldn't be 40 to 1 and I think that underestimates him a bit. Wouldn't it be the ground you look at? He won the 10-up novice chase last season at Navan, which you know tends to throw up a few decent horses, soft to heavy. Won the Fiestes, heavy. Then he won a beginner's chase at Punchestown, soft to heavy. Maybe the soft ground Does he is, need a slog? That's what he does need. An absolute need. slog. But look, 40-1, to 1, I think these worst horses, maybe 1-5-1 is a little bit, the handicapper might have him in his grip as well. Yeah, that's a very big high rating, isn't it? But... I said worst forty to one shots. I know. Worst forty to one shots. Number twelve, Dingo Dollar. A lovely, lovely horse. He jumps beautifully. Uh I remember watching him at air towards the end of last season, uh where he was just pipped by Cross U Boy and he ran an absolute cracker. He led all the way, jumped beautifully. He ran in a Potemps race where he finished fourth at the start of this season. That was a perfectly acceptable first start. I think he could be prime for this, and he's, he's a strong fancy of mine in this. He's in my final three shortlist, so I think he can run a really good race. Do you not think his mark's a bit high? One four eight. What's like as much as much as I I, I agree. I, I like Dingo. I think Dingo Dollar's a nice. I still horse think to go he could progress with. though. Yeah, I know. Alan uh, Alan King said this season Scottish National horse Dingo yeah. Dollar, aren't they? I just look at his his form where it's his. A winning novice race at Newbury has beaten uh, Barden and Joe Powell, which but he's Joe Farrell, sorry, which looks looks all right. He's for, beat fifteen, beaten fifteen lengths and very decisive. I, I I'm a big fan of this horse and I, I quite like to keep on the good side of him. I just think he's he, he's stayed away from a lot of the hustle and bustle, the Grade One races. You know, he's, he's been running on you know Wednesdays rather than Saturdays. If if, if you know what I mean, I can and see it's. That. it's I just think some of the others... You've got genuine grade one form from yeah. Elegant Escape. Yeah. And look, Dingo Dollars runs off the same mark as the next one, which is number 13, Thomas Patrick. Who? And I'd be a lot more keen on Thomas Patrick. You're a big fan of him, aren't you? I am. I just think looks jumps well. Stay, looks like he stays all day. And the form's in the book. Second behind Elegant Escape. Second behind Elegant Escape. Plus won, like, won a grade three handicap on Grand National Day. Easy. Before that. And then won't beat Dawson City by eight lengths at Newbury. I, I think he's got a very good chance. He's, he's, he's taken a step forward every time he's run as Thomas Patrick. He has, and he could be a national pro- prospect in coming. In the future, look, he's 13-2. to two, He's second favourite, which is probably about right. He is I the standard setter, I think, for this. But I'm keen on him. Mm-hmm. I think he, I think he's a really really good horse. Number fourteen is a horse who I backed to win the four mile last season. Size in Tennessee. What do you think about him, James? I don't really have a strong opinion. He, he won the Fontwell race easily by eleven lengths and was pulled up in the Scottish National. And he's looking exposed now in this rather large. Handicap and his price reflects that. So for me, it's not for size in Tennessee. Yeah, I I I I'd kind of agree with you there. 
does probably does look slightly exposed. Look, there are bits and pieces of his form. What is a third behind Rafinden and Miss Pathwire in the National Hunt Challenge Cup. Oh, he was beaten a long way that day. And then he's been beaten behind uh, Mr. Whitaker and Fiat Territory in that novice chase on Cheltenham Trials Day as well. Bits and pieces of form like that can see him, should see him in with a, in with an outside chance. But yeah, th- there'd be others that I'd, I'd be more keen on, certainly. Number 15, Beware the Bear. It's not far enough, is it? He wants about five miles. Uh, he rattled home that time in the rehearsal chase at Newcastle. Does he? Does he want five miles? I think he Because wants... he always looks like he wants five miles, but he pulled up in the Scottish National and pulled up in the Welsh National. He just got too far behind him, outspeeding in a Scottish National. Uh, I think he wants far. Uh, I can't see him running any race in this. He's a likeable horse for a Welsh National or something, but for this, no. Well, f- for, uh, fourth in the Ultima at the festival, does that bit of form not entitle him to be involved? Uh, it does, but vintage, did Vintage Clouds come out and win it last weekend? He did. Uh, that was very impressive. He's not my cup of tea, but I, I, I could probably make a case for him if I had to. Yeah, I'm, I, I think I'm of a similar opinion there to There is worse 25 to 1 shots in the country at the minute, so... Yeah, there is. There is, but again, I, I wouldn't be rushing to back Beware the Bear at those He's odds. He's a bit of a funny horse. Number 16, Go Conquer. Uh, I backed him last time out in the Sodexo Gold Cup. He just didn't look like he stayed that well, I didn't think. And I know he'd won the, the Ascot before in the year before in the Sodexo Gold Cup, but maybe the handicap has just got hold of him now and he can't get out of that until a couple more runs he's 40 to one's a big price and that reflects his chance yeah I'd, I'd probably agree probably a little bit exposed nowadays he's go conquer round Ascot f- straight three miles yeah fair enough a race like this where there are horses who probably are looking to go higher than mm-hmm. this in their careers probably might just find him out a little bit number 17 up for review been off a while, hasn't he? He has. Uh, well, he, he had until recent, February. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's had a busy summer campaign, hasn't he? Uh, I, I'm not quite sure with him just yet. He won impressively in a fairly straightforward novice chase at Killarney and was eighth behind Kenboy in a handicap chase at the Punchestown Festival. So he he does have some form in the book to pitch him to have a chance in this and he does run in this off 10-12 he looks to me like a forest stayer as well I agree up yeah. for review uh, I, I remember he was he, he he went off quite well fancy for the Albert Bartlett a couple of years ago yeah, didn't he yeah. uh, I mean he's one you could probably say there might be more to come from him mm-hmm. at odds of 20 to 1 no probably I'd not I'd probably Don not Pauly at yeah. 25s than him one. Right, the next one down, number 18, Miss Parfois Horse. You're quite a big fan of, Jim. I am. Uh, she did nothing wrong last season. She was second in the mile, maybe behind Terrafort at Aintree, and then was just denied by Rathvinden, who we've talked about already. Uh, I I think great Grand National prospect. Uh, she relishes longer distances. This could be a perfect pipe opener for her, and I think she could have a really strong chance here. Yeah, I mean, she's she's getting she's getting weight from Raffin in this time off a mark of one four six. She's a really consistent and likable horse. 
again, would this slightly be on the sharp side for her? It could be. Stamina is a strong suit. Three mile it? could be sharp, and uh, it's not sharp for most horses, but three mile is very sharp. Uh, I could see national written all over. There's quite a few in this who I could see could run very good races in the national. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, and speaking of the national, last season's Irish national runner-up is number 19, Isle of Hope and Dreams. Ran really well and consistently last season. Uh, lots of ones and twos next to the name. Uh, was most impressive in the Potemps Network Group Handicap Hurdle. And I know it was Hurdle and this is back over fences. But that day stayed beautifully, jumped well, and I has to have a big future ahead. Uh, soft ground could be, soft heavy ground could be the key with this horse because it's had a few flat runs when the ground has been better or on good. So for me, if it comes up soft, this horse has to have a chance, especially with his second behind Wounded Warrior last time out. So, do you reckon? I, I mean, I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't dislike I Love Hope and Dreams. I'm not sure whether this is whether that forms at this standard. You know, uh, Town National Trial beaten by Folsom Blue, beaten at the Punchestown Festival by Wounded Warrior. Will, They're slow horses. Willie Mullins has got a decent hand in this, and I wouldn't underestimate I Love Hope and Dreams. Career, career high mark at the age of 11 as well. And I, I still won't rule it out. There are others who convince me more. Yeah, yeah. I say I, I don't have a problem with Island Hope and Dreams at all. I had a really good season last year, but you know this horse is like you know he's five years older than Elegant Escape. You know I I, I can only see the improvement coming. If if there is improvement to come from Island Hope and Dreams, I think it'll be minimal. Mm-hmm. Minimal horse horses shouldn't be being beaten by Wounded Warrior and then winning races like this, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Number 20, Alison Monturgh. Now, this horse has gone under the radar a bit. Uh, Had two years off uh, since running at Cheltenham in a listed race, but then came back on the 11th of February uh, uh, earlier this year to win a nice race at Exeter, beating Verney and La Rochere comfortably. Was pulled up at Cheltenham in a very hot RSA, which is not... A bad thing that's happened, and then ran well, ran well enough in a in a two mile four chase at Utoxeter, but was ran a really sort of nice race at Perth, and sort of caught my eye a bit that day. I know it's forty to one, but still quite unexposed. Only had ten runs and four of them over fences, and won two of them. So fifty percent ratio over fences. I. I I don't. I don't want to sound like I like every horse in the race, but I could. Each way value could be decent at forties, five places. Yeah, look, I, I know the, the race he won last time was was only a class three, but he, he did it well. Uh, it's just back to the RSA. You have to. I mean, I know he's getting weight again, but and I, I keep going back to Elegant Escape. You've got a horse pulled up in the RSA against a horse who finished third in it. And I don't know again. Alison Monturg, there should be races to be won with him this season. There's a ten pound pull between the two, so it shouldn't be enough. It shouldn't be enough. Not for you. Not enough. Not not for me. Not for me in this one. Number twenty one, Flying Angel. Only ran last weekend at Ascot, beaten by Mister Medic. So for me, this is an annoying sort of horse. It it's consistent, but it it just slacks below the bottom level. Was six in the. Old Rowan at Aintree at the beginning of this 
the proper start of the season and was 10th in the Topham. Shouldn't be good enough to win this, really, should it? Yeah, he's, he's, he's on a long losing run. He's flying angel. He's a grade one winner. He yeah. yeah, he won the manifesto uh, yeah. a couple of years ago. That was his last win. That came at the Grand National Festival in 2017. So he went into last season off a mark of 157. He's, he's now down to 142. Now down to 142. So that's a very attractive mark. And 40 to 1. Uh, but is that your big each way shouting? No, this? not at all, because I don't think three mile suits him. <laughs> not at all. Uh, again, I, 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 it's just, I don't think he's, I mean, I, I was going to say he's out of form, but he's not, he finished second last weekend. But in the same on the same vein, there are others who probably are more unexposed than Flying Angel mm-hmm. for me. Number 22, West Approach. Is he ever going to win a big race? Or is he just going to keep, Doing is because he's always been on the fringes and he's always threatened and he's always well backed on the day as well. Yeah, uh, he's third behind Relentless Dreamer was a perfectly acceptable run at the beginning of the Cheltenham Open, uh, the first Cheltenham meeting of the season, and then was mightily disappointed in the Victor Gold Cup. Uh, I, I can't. I'd live in, in them colours. You've sort of got a high reputation of being behind Thistlecrack, well, haven't it's you? His, it's his little brother, isn't it? So he's. Just never quite lived up to expectations, has he? And I can't see him finishing anywhere close in this. No, me neither. I, again, I, look, he's, he's, he's not a bad horse in West Approach. And I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a big race in him one day. I don't think he stays as well a as his brother. A veteran's chase round well, Sandown. No, I, no <laughs> I, I, I don't think he stays well as well as his brother. I think 2-4 is more his bag yeah. rather than three miles. And yeah, I, I think he's an unlikely winner. Mm-hmm. Of this and the bottom one, a horse the young, that I love. The young master is back. He's in form again. Two wins in a row now, and was especially jumped beautifully at Cheltenham last time, winning by eight lengths. I think the form of that race is fairly strong. Uh, could be classed as slightly a, a lucky winner by uh, a fall by Jameson bringing down Sky Pirate at the last. But as a ultra consistent horse over the last couple of seasons he's only nine and I feel like he's been around forever has he been ultra consistent yeah he has in the bigger race yeah he had a great novice campaign and then he went completely off the boil for two years but now he's back though that's all that matters is is he back I mean he's he's beaten station master and walking the mill we're on about the Ladbrokes trophy he's he's only up four pounds for that up seven Oops, oh. He's up seven. Oh dear, messed up there. <laughs> he's up seven, yeah, he's running in the top one, four, two. I mean, he will be the bottom one. But Willie Cohen takes a three off as well, so he'll be carrying yeah, nothing. Ten stone two. I, I think he's interesting, and horses off lower weights in these handicaps can be dangerous, and especially a seasoned veteran like him probably could appear in the first six, and I wouldn't be surprised. Right, we'll go with, are we going to narrow them down to three each? Three. Three each, or are we just going to call a winner? Well, we'll call the winner first, right? For me, Al Boom Photo. Yeah. Big fan of this. Yeah. So he's first for me, followed by Rath Vinden. I'm going for a Willie Mullins 1-2, followed by American in third. There's your tri-cast. James Watson appears to think the Ladbrokes trophy's over four miles based on that. I think it'll be a stamina <laughs> test. Number one, the winner for me is Elegant Escape. Third, that RSA run just looked H-word horse. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Ladbrokes trophy, it looked like this race will suit him right down to the ground. Mm -hmm. Still should be more to come from him. Got a little bit of class. And I say, for a horse who's 
only six is streetwise, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he, he, he won't mind the fact that this is a... The hurly-burly, uh, yeah. hustle and bustle. In fact, he'll quite enjoy the fact that this will be a bit of a rough and ready race. A bit of a scrap. Yeah, I, I think this. I think he's absolutely made for this. Second, I'm going to go for the horse we beat last time at uh, Kempton, Sandown? Sandown. Sandown. Uh, Thomas Patrick, who's, again, a very, very similar profile. Both six-year-olds, both going forward, should have really, really good seasons, I think. And hopefully they'd both be looking to be more involved in the good graded races, hopefully going forward, and Grand National, if they're up for it at this young age. And my third one, I'm going to go Black Corton. He's just so solid, so solid, so likeable, jumps well. This mark should shouldn't be beyond him, for me. What a disappointing way to finish a tricast. Black court. How, how can you not? How can you not think he's well handled? I can't believe you can't think. See Al Boonforto in the first three. It's devastating. Well, do you know what? It it, it would be. It it wouldn't surprise me. I think Al Boonforto's got a cracking chance, but I don't want to steal one of yours, really. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it for the Ladbrokes Trophy. We'll move on now to just talk about. Well. Could be one of the races say, of the season. To, to say the entire season was meant to be building up to between uh, Sam Crowe against Bouvardere at the Cheltenham Festival, we're getting it this weekend already, and Somerville Boy's going to be there. We've got the mini champion hurdle at Newcastle already. We've had the mini gold cup one week, the mini champion hurdle the next week. Yeah, I mean, is there any point in discussing it, or is Bedrock still going to be the best horse on earth? Well, <laughs> well now in the new cult and the American colours... Uh, of course, is possibly the form standard beating Sam Crow last time out. Charger's come out and backed the form since winning the Margiana. Uh, It'll be hilarious. It'll be absolutely hilarious. Everyone will lose their minds if Bedrock if wins. If Bedrock this. beats Sam Crow, Bouvardere, and Somerville Boy, everyone will just. It's going to be. It's going to be the funniest thing that's ever happened. But in the for sport. me, Somerville Boy last season went from strength to strength as the season went on. It was very very impressive. Uh, beating Kalashnikov at the, the Supreme, Supreme. Uh, hit the last two hurdles on the uh, coming to the final straight. I, I think this horse could have a serious champion hurdle contender after this race. I think Sam Crow should improve. Should for that. improve, but I, it was a strange race at Downright. At fifteen to eight, I won't be going anywhere near him. If you'd offered me five to one, maybe, but fifteen to eight, no. And even Bouvardere, even money's not a bad price. It's a very, I think it's a very, that's very a take, good. Price. That's a takeable price. Because if 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 you fancy Bouvardere to win the Champion Hurdle, surely you fancy him to win this. Yeah. And if Bouvardere wins this, surely he'll be close to even money for the Go Champion Hurdle. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's beat hard. Well, he's beat the main protagonists, hasn't he? Yeah. He's just melanin. Lorena, and that's if Lorena even runs in the champion hurdle. Yeah, I don't have a look. It goes back to well, Bouvardere's last defeat came at the Cheltenham Festival in in 2016. There's a there's a lovely lovely string of ten ones next to his name. Mm-hmm. I I'd look at some sexual timings this week. His le- his uh, stride speed is unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. Like Sam, that he's almost acceleration. Bouvardere can go from steady to quick like a flash. Yeah. that That's his main asset. Whereas Sam Crow looks like he needs a bit of rallying more, along. More, he yeah, at least goes up the gears. Yeah, rather than going from 0 to 100, yeah. he, he, he looks like he goes 
through through the gears the full way out. Yeah. Oh, who do you think is going to win the fighting fifth, James? My heart says Somerville boy, but my head says Bouvardere. Bouvardere should really be winning this if he's going to win the champion hurdle. But Somerville boy will be a very good challenger in Bouvardere. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm Team Bouvardere, right? Yeah, I, I, I think he's the one they all have to be in the champion hurdle. I mean... Sam Crow, I'd expect him to come on for the run, and I really do like Somerville Boy as well. But you've got the dual champion hurdler there, really, and he's the one they would all have to beat at Cheltenham, and he's the one they all have to beat here as well. In Interesting that Blue A Rouge in that race has been taken from Willie Mullins and been given to Ben Haslam. I know he's a 66 to 1er, but he ran well in the Betfair hurdle last year, uh, and he was 14th in the County Hurdle, so he could find some more improvement for Ben Haslam, but won't be good enough to appear here. Do you want to have a quick talk about the Hatton's Grace as well? Yeah, can do. Can do. Uh, there's a lot of good ones entered in this. Melons in it, uh, as well as Lorina, Apples Jade, Benny Dejeu. Uh We have only got five minutes really to to wrap the podcast up, but it's a it's a good Grade One if they all go. Yeah. Uh, Mellon, of course, will be the standard setter. Sam Crow, if it rains at Newcastle, he'll go to there. If it doesn't, he'll probably stay over in Ireland. Uh, don't really have a strong opinion in this, but, but I, I like Lorena. But I, I think they'll try and keep Lorena and Mellon away from each other. Do you agree? Yeah, probably. I can only see one of them running. Uh, Apple's, Apple's Jade's on for the, to win this three years in a row, isn't she? Yeah. I would say a horse, horse. I'm a massive fan of. I don't think Benny Dedieu got the credit she deserved though for beating her. She, I mean, she beat Apples Jade fairly and squarely two times at the back end of last season, and I know Apples Jade's probably been top class, you know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Has you know, she's had a reign at the top, be it for you know three or four seasons, and Benny Dedieu has only really come onto the scene back end of last year. But if you look at Benny Dedieu's form since joining Willie Mullins, is as just won every time and has been ultra consistent last season. So, I, Benny Dejeur is mad underrated. So, I, yeah. she's gone under the radar and could probably run a serious I race mean, in this. Two mile four is Super Sunday's trip, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's quite clear. Just doesn't quite stay that three miles anymore. I, I think he does. I think he does stay three miles. He just sees too far out better. I, d- I don't think he stays three miles. I think he's, he's just below that. But this could. This could be one hell of a race on Sunday, and yeah. the reigning Irish champion hurdler as well. Super Sunday. It's 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 easy to forget that sometimes because of Fahin underperforming in that, but he is the reigning champion hurdler in Ireland. Yeah. Although Wicklow Brave was second, so yeah, say no more. Yeah, say there is a really good card at Fairy House at the weekend. The Royal Bonds there, as well as the Drinmore Novice Chaser. So there's three Grade Ones in Ireland. We don't have time to talk about them all, unfortunately. I wish we did. We only have time to fit in our eye-catcher of the week, and we'll start with... Third is Petit Mouchoir. They've got 150 yards to go. It will be a 50th win at the Cheltenham Festival. Taking risks for me. Run a funny sort of race the other day at Haydock in the 3 mile one Better Value and Betfair Exchange Handicap Chase, which was the last race on the card at Haydock. Uh, absolute what a classic it was. <laughs> absolutely flew home in the final furlong. Was looked beaten coming around the horn bend with three fences to go. And under Danny McMenamin got a 
really good tune out of him. I, I I don't think this the form of this race will come out to be something special, but it could still be on a decent mark for handicaps. And I think in the future, something like a Scottish National or something for Nicky Richards could possibly suit this horse. Yeah, I mean, vintage clouds must be up there in the Grand National betting now as well. I know he only missed out by one on getting in last, last season, year, didn't yeah. he? He only missed out. And, and to but, finish half a length behind vintage clouds is n- nothing that bad. So I, I, I really like taking risks and looked a picture in the paddock at the weekend. Yeah, I'm on, I'm going to stick with good quality staying handicaps. And I mean, it's a bit of an obvious one, but I'm going to go for the Troy Town winner, two-way Permi, five years old. Absolutely bullied them all, didn't he? He did. In, in one of Ireland's most valuable handicaps. That was off of a mark of 138. I assume he'll go up well for that, but at the age of five, he should really still only be just improving now. And he's already won what, for many horses, would be the biggest race of their career. Uh, long-term, again, Grand National, surely, long-term. But he might end up being even better than that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for a horse to have done what he did at such a young age, really impressive uh, for Noel Mead. Is that it for this week, Jim? I think so, yeah. Right, thanks thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you again next week. See ya.